The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. cooks every thursday from 10 to 11 we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen yeah and and my guest this morning uh, from sagra a restaurant in downtown lacrosse is a uh, mitchell can people just call you mitch yeah i go i go for that yeah okay. yeah of okay. course mitch weber i because i feel like we're friends i if I was mad at you or if I was your mom, Mitchell, yeah, get over here. And the middle name, throw the middle name. Oh, yeah. There. And then you know you're in really big trouble. I don't know if I qualify, though, for people that like to have fun in the kitchen. Is that, yeah, you that have fun in the kitchen. Yeah, I've we, seen we have you. plenty of fun. And your staff, they have a blast. Yeah, they love it. Thank you very much. Last time I was in for a meal, which was fabulous, uh, I got a little tour of the kitchen and those guys, right. they were having more fun than you were. <laughs> they usually they, do. They, yeah. Well, and that's good. That, that That's people. And do they have that much fun because, because you give them rain? Well, we Not free rain necessarily because they're making what's on the menu. But uh, you, you let them really stretch their skills, don't you? Yeah. I mean, restaurants are kind of, you know, they're a special situation. They're not really like any other job I've ever held. And yeah, uh, just trying to uphold that culture and create a space where, you know, people obviously have the expectation of getting the work done, which uh -huh. is meticulous and tedious and, and all of that. Um, you know, sometimes you really have to back up with, with fun. I <laughs> right. You got to have some fun in there right before you tell somebody, yeah, you got to peel 40 pounds of potatoes, <laughs> 80, 80, 80 pounds, pounds, 80 pounds. Of <laughs> I need, I need 300, How? 300 pounds of I, onions. I'm really, yeah. yeah. Onions here. Don't even get me started on mushrooms. Uh, uh, the tedium, to me, I wonder, is it tedious or maybe less so because you're a, a small restaurant, but having, and and there are no photographs on the menu. Sure. If you have to make a thing and it has to look like that every single time you make it over and over and over forever, is that difficult to do? I mean, that's got to get, you get really good at it. It looks just like that all the time, but is that boring or? Yeah, there, I mean, there's definitely some consistency that needs to be upheld. Um, but just the way that our restaurant is structured in general, things come and go often. Yeah. Um, and it's because it's all driven by local producers. So, right. um, you know, we had, for instance, we had strawberries from our, from the farm that we buy from. Sure. Sure. And, uh, we saw them for about 10 days. So, you know, you learn what you're going to do. You learn how to pickle something. You learn how to macerate something yada, 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 you know, you're learning these skill sets right. rapidly. Um, so it, it is meticulous, but it's like for a short window. What are you going to do with these strawberries? They got a million of them for 10 days. Exactly. And then, so do you figure out something that you can do with a bunch of them fresh, like on the menu for the next mm -hmm. couple of days, but the rest of them, you don't want to throw any of them away. So right. you're doing something that you can freeze them and use them again later. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we definitely freeze certain things, you know, there's so many different types of preservation techniques. Um, and I think freezing gets a bad rap 
Yeah. But really, it is in itself a preservation technique. Sure. It's hot. It's, it's, I never had to throw away frozen strawberries. Right. I they're, mean, it, you know, things that are just when they thaw, they're a little softer. Isn't, mm-hmm. is, is there any other problem? And with- sometimes sweeter as well. I mean, oh. it's, it's uh, when you look at preservation techniques, what you're really trying to do is add longevity to something. Sure. Sure. So whether you're making a pickle or whether it's sweet or sour or whether you're making a shrub or dehydrating something or salt carrying something. Um, freezing does the same thing. You know, you can put something in the freezer and pull it out 30 days later and it's right there where it was sure. a month prior. Right. And, and do you freeze whole strawberries? Well, we actually didn't, we weren't able to freeze any strawberries. This year. You used them all up. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I mean, just, just, I'm just thinking at home, uh, you buy a, or you go picking, you get a big basket of strawberries. Sure. You got a bunch left over. Is uh, someone that's listening right now better off doing something with them and then freezing them? Well, we like to add sugar. We like to macerate before we freeze. Okay. I mean, you can certainly freeze a whole berry. That sugar is going to aid with a little bit. All right. So the- you're not freezing whole berry. You don't recommend freezing whole berries. Slice them up or, you know, make a... Uh, a strawberry puree of some sort. Yeah, I think that helps a little bit as far okay. as crystallization goes in a freezer. You put when the you, sugar in first typically, and then yeah. freeze them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they macerate, which the sugar helps to draw out some of the liquid. Sure. But that sugar also mixes with that liquid and kind of creates a faux syrup. And, um, like I said, that will help a little bit with crystallization and, and, you know, if we don't really freeze things for, for long periods of time right. per se. Um, and I'm sure that if you had some really good strawberries, they wouldn't last that long either. No, no, there's no question. There's plenty of fruit that you put in the refrigerator thinking, well, I'll just freeze the, oh man, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, uh, you know, our, our outlook is we, we try to buy as local as possible, you know. When, and when for right now. Yeah. And in our restaurant, like our mantra is like local and seasonal. And I've said this so many times, it's those things, those two things can be worlds apart. I mean, we have nectarines right now. We have cherries from Washington right now. Um, and as long as we're getting those things from a good source, we feel sure. good about bringing them in. But, you know, you look at something like a, a Driscoll strawberry from California and they're grown for yield and they are picked early and they're shipped here. You know, they ripen in the truck on the way here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So when we have the opportunity to bring those things in from someone in this area. Right. Locally. It's a little more special and uh, put a little more care into those those ingredients. Sure. Sure. The other thing, too, is, you know, strawberry is not just a strawberry, not just a strawberry. It's there's so many different varietals. And, you know, is there really if you walk into the grocery store, you probably see one type of strawberry, a big red strawberry. Yeah. So we're getting we were getting these really nice petite uh, French varietals from our from our farmer, Carrie. And uh, yeah, they're just you don't I had no idea that there was a bunch of different kinds of strawberries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But they went quick. Like I said, we had them for 10 days and uh, we ran a strawberry and cream tiramisu. Oh, man. So there's no coffee involved, but it's just the the idea of tiramisu. So the lady is soaked. Well, but that's all that's. That's kind of your thing at Sagra, isn't it? It has a name you're familiar with, yeah. but nothing below the name. That's pretty much what we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's okay. So we take that inspiration and uh, kind of 
put our little twist on it, whether it's seasonal or something that we just serve it in a clear glass, like tiramisu <laughs> so you can see layers of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Smart. Alex. So yeah, we, we decided to uh, omit the coffee and we soaked the uh, lady fingers with like a sweetened, sweetened cream and vermouth. Mm. And vermouth? Vermouth. Yeah. So it still has that boozy, that boozy thing going on. Right. But vermouth doesn't really taste like anything, does it? Well, I mean, when I try vermouth, you know, it's fortified wine. Sure. And uh, it, it definitely has some sweetness to it, but it also has okay. that boozy, you know, it's probably 15, 16 percent as a red oh, wine. Sure, sure. Uh, fortified red wine. Um, so you still get that like almost like a brand, you know, anything that's made with with grapes, like a brandy okay. or, right. or a cognac kind of booziness. To yeah, it. yeah. Uh, but it also carries some sweetness and Yum. it's not too harsh. It's not going to it's not, not going to buzz. It's not going to buzz you up. No. Well, yeah, means. no. It's dessert after all, yeah. not, a, not a cocktail. That's right. Yeah. It's not port. It's <laughs> it's tiramisu. I'm working on getting some uh, some port in for you, though. Are you? Well, maybe sherry. I don't know. Are you a sherry guy? I don't know. I've never never had. There. I've never asked for port, been told we don't have any, and follow the, that up with, well, what about sherry? Yeah. Never. Uh, well, we do our fair share of uh, Amaro, which are- yeah. Is not the same as port. No, definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. But uh, that's kind of like our after dinner stick. Well, that's fine. Is, is Amaro. That's cool. Yeah. I haven't developed a taste for Amaro yet. Well, you'll have Working to come on and try it. Oh, no, I did. Did you I have did. some when you were in? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. We don't have any port. What do you have? We have Amaro. Okay. Never heard of that. I'll have a glass. Okay. When are you getting port again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one of those. Yeah, we'll have it. We'll have something. That's for okay. Soon. You can bring your BYOP. BYOP. Some, some, some Friday night or Saturday. Yeah. BYOP. Yeah. Cooley Region Cooks with uh, with uh, uh, Mitch Weber from Sagra, a restaurant that is ups. Is that where you? I don't want to say it. If you've used a different way to describe where where you are upstairs of in Piggies. Yeah, we say above Piggies. Or, above uh, Piggies, okay. Floor two. Above floor two, above yeah. Piggies. So if you know where Piggies is, cross the street from the pump house. Sagra is in that same front door. Turn right and go upstairs. That's right. Yeah, we. Uh, we just got a just got a new sign in the building. Oh, did you? It doesn't come out. You know, it's not a big sign. It's a flat it's, sign. It's a flat so, sign. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. there's some idea out there. Um, for the longest time, we were kind of trying to lean into the exclusivity and make people wonder where we were, how, how to find it. And the, the what's it's tough? No name restaurant. If you can find us, it's worth it. That's right, and it certainly is. And and people oh. like that. Well, some people do. Some people hate it. Well, that's okay. You know, I drove around the block twice, and but uh, but yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just funny. I drove around the, the block twice. It I couldn't find it. But yeah, if you uh, if you search Google, it gives you an address on Front Street. But our our front doors are actually on King on King Street. But yeah. you know, that's you know I do. I know Google, and I don't pay strict attention when we get close to the ocean because as often as not, where where they want me to go is right off the end of that short pier. <laughs> they know it's you. It must be a thing. Yeah, something. Sagra, the restaurant. It is above Piggy's downtown on King, right across the street from the pump house. And it is so good. Back with more from Mitch Weber after this. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts.
Cooley Region Cooks every Thursday from 10 to 11. By the way, here's my uh, my little schmooze, my medium-sized schmooze, because I'm fat. Uh, if you would, li- I would love you to be on the program. You'd like to have fun in the kitchen or you'd like to learn more about having fun in the kitchen? That was my dad's goal. In fact, he's the one who taught me. If you're not having fun in the kitchen, you are doing it wrong. Mitch Weber is the king of having fun in the kitchen. Uh, and that's why he's on this program as often as I can get him to come over here because we have a blast. It really is that much fun. I'd love to have you on. Get in touch with me at some point and uh, we'll talk about a date that works for you. That uh, uh, You can email me, mike at wizmnews.com, mike at wizmnews.com, or call my desk and just leave your phone number and I'll call you back. 608 796 25 Four or five. Of course, I host this program in the morning called Lacrosse Talk. You can get a hold of me there too. Uh, but I'm generally kind of busy. Lots of people think I just stand around and <laughs> don't do a lot. If I'm not talking, I'm just standing there drinking coffee. It doesn't quite work like that, but it is a, it's a ton of fun. Cooley Region Cooks is as well because I really like getting together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. That's you. Hey, I before I forget or before we move on to a menu of the week, Sure. Uh, I would love to schmooze the person that you get your fruits and you get fruits and vegetables from the same person this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Not, not everything, but for the most part. Right. And uh, you get it all from one person. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's, it's a, uh, it's a farm called Owl Bluff, Owl Bluff Farm. And they're Elba? Okay. Owl, Owl, Owl oh, Bluff. Owl Bluff. Yeah, okay. Try to enunciate here. Got it, got it. Owl Bluff Farm. And they're in uh, Black Hammer Township, which is actually just outside of Houston, Minnesota. Oh, oh, cool. So it's a very small, very small organic farm. Uh, it's run by Carrie Calvo and her husband, Charles. Um, and Carrie's mother, Kathy, oh, cool. uh, has a big part in it as well. Um, so, yeah, I just I met Carrie one night at the uh, La Crescent Farmer's Market. Oh, really? Yeah. Tuesday nights. They're always out there. So, you know, if you if you're hearing this, I would I would uh, recommend you go check them out some Tuesday. Um, But yeah, it's just uh, it's been a great relationship so far. We have a lot of the same interests and uh, we actually it's it's such a special relationship. We we sat down this past December and Carrie brought like six seed catalogs oh wow and really what we did is we just sat down for about an hour what do you want me to grow for you yeah well (sighs) i mean it's it's i think it's a it's pretty mutual like there's things that carrie wanted to grow Mm -hmm. that people just don't normally buy or they don't know what to do with it Ah, okay um and wow that's right up your alley isn't it so it's interesting for her to go in and be able to to uh, nurture these things, and it's yeah. it's amazing for us to to get this product so close to home, uh, with all the care that's been put into it, um, and then be able to do what we do with right, it. and then push those taste bud envelopes. Yeah, people who may have heard of that thing but never ate some or prepared it mm-hmm. or don't know what it tastes like, and uh, I have yet, uh, except for that uh, one booze that's not port. Other than that, <laughs> I've never had any food, never had anything you eat with a fork or a spoon that I didn't think, wow, I don't even know how to pronounce this, but it's really good. Yeah. I really like this. Well, I think what's really cool is, you know, uh, you could come in to dinner on a Friday or Saturday and you could have something that we're cooking right now that's in its height. 
you know, whether it's right. a t- all the ingredients a were in the dirt just a day or so ago. Yeah. I mean, she delivers to us every Wednesday and it's on the menu on Friday. And um, wow. the beauty of it is if if you're really attached to a certain dish, there's a good chance that you could get to the farmer's market that following Tuesday and get all those try to recreate it yourself. And <laughs> yeah, that's I, great. I really think that's, that's hilarious. Cool. You said that out loud with a straight face and everything. I mean, I, I don't know how there. you could do it. Exactly. I can go there and buy all the ingredients. Then I bring them over to Sagra and hope I can talk one of your chefs into cooking this for me <laughs> quick before before the boss gets here and kicks me out of your kitchen. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, it's just a it's a really special relationship. Um, and we're happy to have uh, started all that with with them. And that's awesome. Yeah, they're great people which makes it even better. And then I know you try to, you, you try to really look for all of your produce, all of your products, protein and otherwise locally sourced. Yeah. So you can, and can you find those things? A fish are a little bit more difficult to pick up in January, I would sure. assume, but pork and beef and, and uh, 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 chicken and so forth. You can get that all the time. Can't you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, well, as far as vegetables go, we like I was saying earlier, we we buy probably ninety five plus percent of our produce. Does she grow stuff dairy. in the winter inside for you? So, um, so they they you can do still get, get a, a pretty, tomato when you want one. <laughs> no, it's not quite like that, but they do get a pretty good jump. Do they uh, in the spring? Oh, okay. So there's lettuces right away when when. Oh, cool. Them and you know the greens are there to kind of beat those winter blues. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and then, you know, on the opposite side of things, um, you definitely have like your cellared things, your beets and, right. and uh, potatoes, Those winter and vegetables, the cured garlic, cured onions. Oh. Uh, but Carrie does a, a ton of winter squash. Oh, really? Which is one of my favorite things to cook with. And it's definitely and a is winter of squash well. that squash that there's a lot of different varieties of a ton. Okay. And, so it's just winter. Yeah. Matter of fact, last year we did what was called Sagra de Zuka, and it was a 12 course meal. And in each course was a different, different type of squash. Squash a palooza. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, that's it was awesome. a lot of fun. Um, I'll bet. We, it sold out pretty quick. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We had, we had artwork done for it. Uh, really? Every, oh, that's like cool. I said, different squash in each course and different preparation. And it was, it was really. But you'll cool. have to let me know uh, a little ahead of time uh, next fall when you get that together yeah. so I can tell everybody about it right after I make my own reservations. We'll definitely do it. I love squash. Yeah. And it's, it's fun to, when you have a dinner like that and people are really looking forward to uh, not only, you know, the squash, but it's a 12 course meal. So everything's pretty petite and we get to sneak, yeah. we get to sneak certain things well, in there that we don't usually have on the menu. Oh, uh, last year we, we had like some foie gras and we had duck on the menu yeah, and, that's fun. Uh, and things like that. So uh, truffles, you know, it's it's really cool to mess around with those things. It's well, not and when everybody's there game. in the restaurant, they're only having a bite or two. It's not like they ordered a big thing and then find right. out they don't like it. Now, what am I going to do? Right. That's great. Yeah. That's so awesome. it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a little it's a little different than what we do on the normal day today. Um but it's cool to execute those things. You know, my background, uh, I have a pretty, pretty wide spectrum of places that I've worked. So it's kind of fun to like do dishes that are reminiscent of the cool French places you worked at or, you know, things like that. The, the modernist spots. Sure, sure. Kind of pull those tricks out. and uh, Well, and you still poke around other people's uh, taste buds, too, right? You're not only cooking meals 
that you've ever eaten yourself at a restaurant, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of room for creativity there. And, you know, we, well, and your staff, we already, we've talked about them already. Yeah. Not some of them are young uh, and haven't worked at a lot of places, but they all have experienced taste buds Mm -hmm. and will come to work and say, I had this dream, you know, we should try this. Yeah. And we take that, we take that seriously. We like to, uh, we like to see people inspired and we like to uh, take them, take their idea and, you know, bring it to fruition yeah, and, yeah. and uh, put it onto a plate. And that's a, it's a big connection goes. for a young cook. Oh, I'll bet. Especially when they see their dish on the menu mm-hmm. at the restaurant where they don't own it. They just work here. But look, mom, dad, friends, those top three things, I invented those. Yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah. And it's usually, it's usually a pretty, as anything, pretty rough idea. And then you try it and you try it again. You refine yeah, it, yeah. refine it a little more and, Finally, it's now it's, it's ready to serve to be. everybody. Yeah. 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 So I think that that's a big part in, um, you know, keeping the staff entertained and keeping them part of the team. Is, right. Is that and it's not monotonous. Gratification. It right. is. It's really fun. Hey, tell you what, we're going to have to take a break again here in just a second. But when we come back, because the menu changes weekly, uh, I would love to maybe get a jump on what's coming up because sure. when this program airs, the menu will be. Already days, Thursday is like the end of the week. You're probably changing up the menu on Friday for the following week. So let's look ahead a little bit and uh, see what's coming up. And for those of you who are afraid, I'm telling you, even though you can't pronounce it, you don't know what it is or where it came from. You got to just pick a number two and be real happy with it. Sagra, we're Cooley Region Cooking and be right back. Cooley Region Cooks every Thursday from 10 to 11. And the answer to are you having fun in the kitchen is definitely Mitch Weber is Sagra. How long did it take you to take this dream of I'd really like to own my own restaurant to, oh, my God, what was I thinking? (laughs) And now you are the owner of a fabulously successful restaurant that can't stay open only two days a week. You keep growing, growing. Pretty soon you'll be open all the time. That's right. Eight days a week, pretty soon. Yeah, I'm telling you, all the time, twenty four seven. Yeah, I don't know if I can handle that quite yet. I uh, we'll have to hire a few more people, but but that's all right. You've now you're not doing it all by yourself. Remember those first oh, days? Yeah, when you were everything, you were taking reservations and stirring the pot at the same time. At the same time. Oh my god, yep. that's yep. pretty funny. Yeah, one hand on the spoon, one hand on the computer, and I get the it. Bluetooth going in my ear. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, I that's right. It doesn't take that. long. What did it surprise you? How quickly people learned of this restaurant that they'd never heard of, owned by a guy who they think they might know. The name sounds familiar, and that everybody knows where Piggies is. Of course, Chris Roderick has worked for a long, long time mm-hmm. to get the reputation up. In fact, you worked with Chris for a long time, I did. didn't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, years ago uh, when I first moved back to Lacrosse, I. I uh, interviewed with Chris and a couple other spots, and yeah. I just remember walking out of one of my post interviews, and Chris was calling me and he offered me the job, and that was kind of yeah. the beginning of all. Want to know something really crazy? I knew Chris Roderick when he worked in Michigan back in the sixties. Yeah, man, because that's where I lived. Just <laughs> six. It wasn't quite that old, but hey, thanks, thanks for making me even older than I am. Uh, he worked with my sister. 
And I met him. Then he was at the Radisson. And anyway, the, the world got smaller and smaller. It's a and wild smaller. connection, isn't it, it? Isn't it crazy? I've had a few of those small world connections myself. I knew you. Didn't you work at the Radisson? And yeah, yes, I did. Why? Because my sister and I used to eat there all the time. She repped your the hotel. And anyway, it got it was it was great. And then we lost touch, of course, because I came here. Mm-hmm. Then pretty soon he was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Where's my case? I got. I'm not selling enough of this crazy food. I need. I need to get somebody in there that. And so it just it went from there. Yeah. And he said the same thing about you when I said, "Hey, Chris, are you you're running two restaurants?" No, no. A guy that I worked with, he's a guy you need to talk to because he's got skills. He was talking about you, and that was unsolicited. I didn't well, pay him, and I know you didn't pay him <laughs> because it just came out. This guy's got skills. You got to. You got to eat his food. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, and the crazy part is I am one of those people who will come to a restaurant knowing full well ahead of time that the reputation for this guy, you, is is stellar. So no matter what you're going to try, it's going to be tasty. And then I looked at the menu and thought, no matter what I'm going to try, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> because every once in a while, you can see a word you might recognize, chicken or veal or something. But all the other words are Italian. And who knows what that is? Yeah. I mean, we, we like I said, we, we pull a lot of influence from, you know, Italian recipes sure. and old uh-huh. world stuff. Uh-huh. And, but we also have a fair mix of, uh, you know, like the New Jersey and New York City type red sauce Italian, but yeah, but I never saw I never saw any a on the menu. I want some pizza, a yeah, yeah, no, 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 none of that. So we just you know it's an education an educational process at the same time as uh, you know it when you come in to eat, you might not know what stracciatella is or what salt and bocca is, but. You probably realize it's an Italian thing. Right. And a friend of mine once said, uh, if you don't know what it is, 90% of the time, it's probably cheese. Cheese. Not the case with us, but. Uh, right. But yeah, there's. But definitely- good. And, I, you know, it's funny because you'll say a word like, oh, salt and boca. I've heard of that. What does it taste like? Oh, God, I don't remember. What, I don't know what <laughs> right. it tastes like. I've just heard that word. Well, and stracciatella is uh, also something that I was completely unfamiliar with. Yeah, but you that's that. Oh, more than once. That's right. It's awesome. It is really, really good. It's pretty good. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you let anybody, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, if you like cheese, stracciatella, the way you present it is absolutely breathtaking. Well, it is so good. It's it's so rich and it's so fresh. And it's it's one of those things that's just a blank canvas. Sometimes we go savory with it. Sometimes we most of the time we go sweet with it. Yeah. I think when you were in, we had a... Um, Maybe a cherry mustarda, yeah, like a, a, yeah. a dried cherry mustarda. And, and I don't even know what that is. I know the word cherry. So and I thought, okay, a stracciatella, our waiter, nice guy, Sonny. Sonny? Said, yeah, that's yeah, cheese. Oh, cool. And then he started, no, don't explain it because I don't know what you're talking about. It's cheese with cherry on top. Yeah. Okay. So cheese and cherry and the rest is, I don't know what, we'll have an order of that, please. And then served on homemade bread. That's well, we don't, we don't chunks make it, of bread. Yeah. Well, you don't make it, but it is homemade. You didn't it go is. to the store and buy that. No, we, so we, uh, we get our sourdough from Opus Bakery, which is, um, up and on Alaska. Yeah. Center, I think it's center 90. Center 90. Or that's say, right somewhere okay. in that area. Good, um, good, good. Yeah. Trevor, Trevor does an amazing job. Um, he's sourcing a lot of whole grains from Meadowlark Mill, which is just outside of Madison. Um, cool. and I believe they're still working on 
uh, their certification for being an organic farm. Um, but their Metal Arc Mill is just fantastic. It's, I believe, the distillery here in town gets a lot of uh, uh, grain from them. Oh, do they? Oh, great. Yeah, I believe so. Cool. Um, at least I always see them dropping off just pallets of, of, of stuff. So that's great. But yeah, uh, we, the sourdough is fantastic. And when you mix it with that cheese and a little sweet and sour condiment oh, like that, man. it is off awesome. the hook. Yeah. And I can't, uh, the last time I ordered it because your meatball Monday, you still, are you going to do meatball Monday forever? Yeah. I was so yeah, disappointed. Course. I'm filling in for Rick uh, Solom all this week and then discovered that there won't be a Monday and Tuesday show because of the holiday. And I thought, well, what do you mean I won't be in town on Monday at six o'clock to go over there and pick up meatballs on Monday? Because you only do it on Mondays. And most Mondays, I'm 45 minutes away when it's time for dinner. Yeah. Uh, because I ordered meatballs and, you know, that cheese thing that's flat and <laughs> you had cherries on top. Oh, yeah. And then she mentioned the name and I said, I'll take your word for it because I'll bet you don't have two. Nope, just that one. Okay, please, an order of that. Oh man, yeah, that'll do it. We um, we we just do meatballs on Mondays. We were doing them every day, but decided to make it kind of a Monday thing. Oh, that's worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Yeah, we get a lot of get a lot of folks coming they're in. For so them. good, and they're huge. You know, yes, they are. They're big. They are a meal. Beef. Well, and you think about it, you're thinking meatballs for a meal for a main course. Yeah, because four of them are more than you'll need. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> you can split them. Yeah. Yeah, um, we actually we weren't open this past Monday. Of course, we we took sure. some time. Well, we, good. I didn't miss it. I stood out there waiting for you to come. I kept knocking on <laughs> there, the door. There was a sign answered. on the door. There, there was. was? Oh, I didn't see it. I thought, oh, uh, never mind. Yeah, we we like to take some time, you know, around these holidays. Um, yeah, you're allowed. Memorial Day, Labor Day, Fourth yeah, of July. You're and, absolutely uh, allowed. Everyone, everyone from the restaurant comes over to uh, my mom's house. We she really hosts, she hosts, so we all go over <laughs> there. That's so funny. It's it's nice to be back great. at her place for for a day. And sure, kinda, you know, get the grill going. Everyone's hanging out in the backyard, and who does the grilling when you're in the backyard at your mom's house? Well, it's, you take it's turns usually or? me. Is it I you? I was kind of beef this last time, so yeah. I was hoping my old man would take care of it. But uh, didn't happen. No, no. Ah, oh, dirty dog. Yeah, I was over there. Did for, you burn his? No. Sorry, Dad, I fell asleep. Uh, yours is the one that's uh, black tips. Yeah. No, I actually just got a new grill, so i uh, been working with that. It's like a big flat top. It's pretty awesome. neat. So you really? can do anything on there from burgers to hash browns. and awesome. So it's cool just to have everyone around. Just to play with it. Get yeah. the baked beans going. Awesome. Yeah. Baked beans on the flat top. The I've never had that. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. good. Well, and you have a lot of those old school tools that you use in the restaurant, the slicer that's right there in public, you know, yeah, of course, everybody who wants some of that watches you use it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There's a, there's a pretty great story behind that. Uh, when I first moved back to town and just for everyone listening, this is like an old school manual meat slicer. That it's a probably, huge machine. You'd have to travel back to like the 19 early 1900s to find one of these. And, uh, when I first moved back, I was going to take out a line of credit to, to purchase a vehicle so I could commute, to uh, my new job uh -huh. and uh, I actually ended up taking that money and buying this meat slicer instead, <laughs> <laughs> which is nice because it's inside, you know, it's, sure. it's not going to rust out. On right. Me. <laughs> it's going to last forever. I still wax it. Do you, do you? Yeah. That's good. But, uh, and then I just found a job closer at home so I could walk to work. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Cause I got to buy this meat slicer. Had to have it. Had to How's have that it. car? No car mom bought a meat slicer. <laughs> 
Oh, that makes perfect sense. I'm not telling your dad. Yeah, please don't. I'm not telling your dad. Well, well that meat slicer is fun to watch you use it too. Well worth it. And you don't let anybody else use it. That's the not. funny thing. No. I'm the only one. It, I'll get to yours. I'll let in you a use it the next time you're in. You, you might you might have to sign a waiver I, or something. Yeah, in yeah. case I get too carried away. <laughs> hey, stop, stop. Eight fingers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't do that, but I might not uh, stop at only one pound. Yeah. Oh man, no you're cutting all your own. And it shaves so thin. It does. And it's all manual. It doesn't plug in. It's it's a really, really cool machine. It Those is. Italians and their their mechanics. So it's good. just unparalleled. Do you know what your menu will be? The not the one you have now, obviously, but the one you're the one you'll have. I'm actually working later today to produce the menu uh, for this weekend. Oh. And perfect. then some of that should stay the same going okay. into the next weekend. But well, we'll see. talk about the yeses and the maybes. Coming up, Absolutely. Cooley Region Cooks, Mitch Weber is Sagra upstairs from Piggies in downtown La Crosse. Absolutely worth it, even if you don't know what Stracciatella with cherry muscata. Mustarda. 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 Yeah. It's delicious. That's what it is. Be right back. Cooley Region Cooks Thursdays from 10 to 11. We have fun in the kitchen. All right. So where were we? Or oh, we're talking about your menu. Yeah. Uh, because, and I didn't realize it's practically weekly now because this is deep down growing season. Huh? It is. It's the height. So, you know, we're, we're being surprised every week with something new. Well, then that's so funny that you would say that because my first question was going to be, how often does your purveyor come to the back door, knock and say, Hey, remember when I was going to bring you, I have that, but I also have this other stuff that I didn't think I was going to have. Now I do. Yeah. It's a text message every Wednesday morning. Like, Hey, we've got X amount of pounds of basil extra, or we harvested some extra zucchini and we found this, we found this, we found these. So yeah, it's, it's always interesting. And, uh, you know, this is this is the fun time of the year for me, at least. Absolutely. You know, there's something like I said, something new every week that we get to play around with. And uh, it's always exciting. It's it, it's it's hard to take advantage of it uh, and then kind of get into those winter months and then it kind of dies down. And right. You realize, oh, this is the time of year where it's more pasta heavy and charcuterie heavy. Sure. Um, and A stick to your ribs kind of things. Yeah. And, and this this time of year specifically, you know, July and August. and Well, and you take into consideration growing season elsewhere on the planet too, yeah. right? Because you're going to grow, you're going to uh, source it locally uh, when and if you can, mm-hmm. but things like fish, there is no local source for sea bass. Right, right. So you get that from some, from out of town. Sure. But, but you can locally source, and I don't know, I, I always... Forget about the rules of restaurant. Can a can a person just come and say, "Hey, I was fishing in Lake Onalaska and I got a trunk full. On, they're all on ice, but I got a whole bunch of uh, sunfish." Yeah, can you even buy those? I don't. I don't think so. No, I, I haven't had that happen. I just yet. no. I uh, just made that up, of course. So there are you know there's a fair, fair share of uh, of fish and things in this area that. You know, you get walleye a certain time of year. That's lake right. fish. Uh, and do you have you have to buy them from a certified, a licensed purveyor of walleye, just not a yeah. guy who was out over this weekend and had a great day yeah. on the lake? Definitely. There's always someone in the middle that regulates okay. it. All right, got gotcha. uh, you. I don't want to get anybody safeguard. in trouble. It's a safeguard. Yeah. Oh, and I totally get it. I don't want to eat fish that's 
been in this guy's trunk for a really long time and yeah. he lied to you about it. Yeah, you have no idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whitefish, walleye, um, you definitely see perch and things like lake trout. Sure. Um, but those kinds of things that trout. you have to you have to get from further away, those items can be on the menu whenever, can't they? Yeah. I mean, there are also seasons for things like right. crab and halibut and right. langoustines and, and things like that. So... Um, just, just as you'd have a vegetable that's only available from June to August, like let's say a tomato, um, you also have those, those seasons. Same sort of deal for, as well. you see the TV show, they're done getting crab. Now the season closed, Yeah, they ring a bell and all the boats have to come home. But of course there's other fish that are available year round. Right. Catch something else. Tunas and, you know, cod totally and get it. Things like that. Totally get it. Yeah. All right. So let's look at this week's menu those things that you're thinking about or maybe those yeah. things that you already know what well what's I, coming up at Sagra? i actually just reformatted our menu um you know the cooks have been growing quite a bit um and our our front of house staff as well so we're trying to push it a little more every week uh, but we kind of we enlarged our menu slightly and yeah it's kind of broken down into four four or five sections so okay we have an antipasto section that's appetizer yeah, essentially, it's like snacks and okay. spuntino. Um, right. So you have like stracciatella, stracciatella, and <laughs> fried things like calamari, and oh. uh, we do like noco frito, and we just brought back sure our vegetable did. tempura, which is excellent. Um, so just like a really nice thin tempura batter, fried, uh, and then served with a nice dipping sauce. So we've got that going for us right now, and then our pane section under the antipasto, which is pretty much anything served with or on bread. So we have oh. chicken liver toast right now, the stracciatella. Oh, um, we have really nice favetta in the antipasto section. Uh, favetta is like hummus, oh. um, but instead of being made with chickpeas, it's made with fava beans. Oh, really? Dried, dried fava beans, yeah. Um, and that has a really nice salsa verde and warm lamb on top. Oh, oh. And we serve it with a what's called carta de musica, it's a very you very, sing me a song when you're uh, yeah music I yes pick up on that one right well away. it's it's a very very thin cracker oh and it it uh, kind of mimics sheet music it's paper thin <laughs> okay and that's kind of how it got its name it's a Sardinian cracker so the island of Sardinia you know southern off the south of Italy sure um, where you get things like vermentino and the Sardinian meat sauce and um carta de musica of course so <laughs> that's our little that's our little twist there uh and then we move into the giardini section which for the longest time was just leafy salads so giardini oh. meaning garden of the garden okay um so we had like our spicy caesar which we have never been able to take off the menu yeah well, it's just too good people might riot yeah yeah um, then we were doing our Paul Newman salad, which was uh, kind of just a chopped salad with a very basic vinaigrette. <laughs> so that's why we called it the Paul Newman. Um, but now that we're getting so many vegetables from the farm, our Giardini section is more of like composed vegetable melanges, I, I, I suppose you could say. So we have like you a, could say that, but you'd know what that meant. The rest of us have no idea. What yeah. So. Just for instance, we have a beet salad on the menu right now. Ooh. So we take beets and we braise them and peel them. And then they get dressed with a little bit of honey and vinegar. And uh, on the bottom of the plate is almond butter 
And those are all paired with nectarines and chopped almonds and, and pretty all much of that every is herb. one salad. That's one salad. Yeah. So really? Beets and nectarines and a, a basil and tons of herbs. Wow. Yep. Almonds, almond butter. So it's that's it's nice. It's, that, oh, it's a yeah. different take on. Well, and I'm sure what people are thinking right now is same as me is uh, I love nectarines. I love almonds. Mm-hmm. I love butter. I love all the ingredients that you just mentioned, even beets, which is something I've talked about any number of times. I absolutely did not like beets until I ate them in the dark one night. Didn't know what I was eating <laughs> yeah. because my son had cooked them on the grill with a little olive oil and sure. some kind of seasoning. I didn't even know what it was until I took a bite and said, wow, this is really delicious. What is it? It's a beet. Really? God, I love beets now. Now you're a changed man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they're cooked and that changes the flavor dramatically. Yeah. And we're just trying to shine a light on those things. Cool. Um, you know, this is such a, or I should say it has been such a meat and potatoes um, area or region. Sure, sure. Uh, it's hard to sometimes get people to eat those things. So, we try to because they're not used to even having them offered. <laughs> right. So just having them spiced up. And I guess I would say they're approachable because it's not they're not pickled beets. You know, it's beets with something else that's familiar with something uh-huh. else that's familiar. Uh-huh. Um, so just it's it's a nice little segue, I think. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love that. OK, got just a couple of minutes. Yeah. So, so. that's our Giardini section. And then uh, we move into pasta, which we hand we hand make all of our pasta and we also extrude pasta in-house um, and those things. I know how to extrude aluminum. How do you extrude pasta? Well, we have a machine and you, you basically pour water and flour into it and then you choose the shape that you'd like to make. Then crank it. And, and it cranks out, out and you hand cut it. And right. So you want a 10 foot long noodle yeah. or little tiny noodles, whatever you so, star shaped noodles, yeah, that kind of thing. There's a lot of uh, space to be creative there. You can yeah. something short, something long. You could add a powder to it, make it green. Um, it's, it's really neat. And then uh, following the pasta section, we have our um, secondi, which is typically like entrees, like uh, chicken parmesan. And sure. we have lake trout on right now, which is really nice. Um, and then we follow everything up with uh, with a dolce, which is uh, dessert, which baby. is dessert. Yeah. So we have a tiramisu that we're working this week. Uh, we were doing nectarine last week. We'll see what we come up with this week. I think mm-hmm. we got some really nice currants in. So we Ooh. might be adding those. Cool. And then we always make gelato every week. So uh, good. Garden mint stracciatella has been has been the flavor of the last really? few weeks. Yeah, that's cheese. It's uh yeah, well, it's a couple of things. It's cheese, it's a oh. soup, and it's a type of ice cream. Oh, so sure it is. Oh, yeah, now you things. tease me. I guess I'm going to have to come over and check it out. Please do. Sagra, hours, quickly? Uh, Friday through Monday, uh, 5 o'clock to 9, All right. 4 o'clock to 8. Website? www.sagrafoodandwine.com. Worth it, absolutely. Thanks, Mitch, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. If you are or you know somebody that you think should be in the kitchen, then get in touch with me, Mike at WIZMnews.com. We can make it very easy for you to come in uh, and, and be on Cooley Region Cooks. <laughs>